What's up, internets? Welcome to Movie Madness. This week, the film we're watching is Bad Times at the El Royale, a 2018 film directed by Drew Goddard and I think written by him and starring another goddamn star-studded cast who all took pay cuts just to be involved in this wacky film. If it's your first time here, what we do is we take a breather in the madness and focus on like one film at a time. And next movie, Raza gets to pick. So at some point in this, there'll be some movie magic. You're gonna, you're gonna, all of a sudden I'm gonna tell you what's good. What's up, internets? Quick note first, my apologies if you hear any echo in my voice throughout this episode. Just hooked up V2 Blind Mom into her digital projection machine so that we could share her image with you all. And I had some errors with the mics, so my bad there. If you're interested, our next movie for our next episode of Movie Club is The Sound of Metal featuring Raza's alt-life daydream and uh, starring Riz Ahmed and Olivia Cook. It was also directed by a Darius Martyr. So, as we watch Raza live out his fantasies, we're hoping for a diverse and colorful film full of some, some interesting twists and turns. I think the music beat will be very engaging. Either way, we're going to see you there. Since Panda picked this film, this finely dressed gentleman over here is about to give you a spoiler-free synopsis. If you get hooked on this movie, you can stop this show, go watch it, come back, give us your opinions, and tune in for the next one. This is kind of like a digital movie club. So like our other shows, this is recorded live. Don't be afraid to tune in if you're enjoying watching these videos after. And look at look at our, we got a, we got a JPEG friend and it's awesome. And yeah, that went on the wrong way. Damn it. <laughs> I was close. I was close. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> ben, give, give me give me the synopsis. What's good with the bad times? All right. So I know you already <laughs> covered it, but I'm I'm gonna read off what I wrote because once again I found terrible dis descriptions for this movie. So mm -hmm. this week's movie is Bad Times at the El Royale, a 2018 film directed by Drew Goodard. This is Goodard's second directorial feature, a follow-up to his hit out-of-left-field horror film, Cabin in the Woods. Four strangers in 1969, each one with a secret to bury, randomly meet at El Royale, a once-famous motel built directly on the border of California and Nevada, a location which may have its own buried secrets. In the course of one fateful night, everyone will have one last shot at redemption. That was fire. That was really descriptive, I would say. It made it sound tense and set the, st Is the that your stepping stones well. Announcer voice or your presentation voice? Listen. Very well delivered. What once I started having panic attacks in high school, like I wanted to be an actor originally, but that's that's out. Like the best I can oh. do is like um Bullwinkle or Shaggy. Impressions oh God, no, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. Y'all okay. already know what it is. If you've been tuning in at all, you may have caught the strange variety of content we've been putting out for the month of March. You'll see the calendar on screen floating by, but we've really been testing the waters with our variety filming, as well as trying out what works best for us. It's been a great journey. I've been doing everything from playing Super Smash Bros. Melee on a GameCube hooked up to my computer to walking through how I'm going to build some shelving in my studio. And then even we've been, uh, we've been fiddling with uh, talking about F1 and streaming the races at the end of the week. If you want to see more variety, you want to support us, the more this channel grows, 
the more effort, the more variety, the more things we can bring you because I ain't got to worry about paying rent. Main issue is right now, Bebe got to eat. Bebe need a place to sleep. So if you're liking what you're doing, what we're doing, you're liking what we're creating. Main thing is sub, follow, get that count up. It's after March Madness. It's only up from here. Appreciate y'all for stopping by. Anyways, um, I guess since I chose this film, I get to decide who goes first. Um, and it wasn't pre-planned. Bailey, what were your thoughts on Bad Times at El Royale? I had like a very rounded opinion and I'm scared of <laughs> a wine mom already. Oh my god. I thought express yourself. I thought it was mid, but very good and classic and technically incredible. But it's like I felt it was the hateful eight, but more modern. And uh it even includes old man uh, old man Bridger, you know what I mean? So first nerdy thing I noticed is being my personal life and my personal take. I, I had a big catch on the like BC filming of it. I had to like do a quick Google after watching it because I felt like I was tripping out and adding my personal uh, influence when I caught like all the mountains and the backdrops. I was like, this is eerily familiar. And definitely like the aesthetic of the hotels. I, I really liked the set design and you definitely, I see why there was all those stories about the actors taking pay cuts because it did. It was so technically crisp. Um, right. Textbook film school shots. I, I only took like minor classes, but like you got to compliment the hell out of it. Like you could use it as like a, if you're teaching a class, I could definitely see them setting up like, this is how you do establishing shots. This is how you do interior. Like it was all very profile, one characters, like you could map it out with a storyboard, bing, bang, bong, no mm. problem. I really appreciated that. Um, and in the same way, I found the color grading was used a lot that way, which was very interesting. I found it was very all dull and hyper-realistic colors. And then whenever there was action or something crazy was about to happen, then they'll do a splash of pink and blue on the police car right before, right before somebody's about to take it. Mm. Uh, uh, same thing with the stark contrasts of like the mirror's hallway and then the big colorful bedrooms that they were in and each yeah. one was kind of themed to the characters a little bit as well yeah um even down to the the very end and the climax of the film then the fires all start up as it's all starting to build it's like they use the color grading to really push you through the movie and i found that super intriguing and like difficult <clears throat> to do um i had only one twist surprised me really whoops sorry quick ad i gotta pop in spoiler warning we accidentally messed up our formatting. Now we're popping into the spoiler part of the movie. So if you haven't watched it yet, stop it, go back, watch the film, come back to this YouTube video. If not, let's get to it. So since we bungled it up and we're already in the, hot, the, the spoiler warning, I'll save my favorite twist for last either way. But so if we're in the spoiler warning, the one I will tell though is like, it was funny timing for me because I was watching the movie and I was like, oh man, I don't really see enough John Hamm acting ever. I haven't watched a lot of John Hamm movies. And it was like instantly as I'm having that thought, he just like got doinked right away. 
I was like, oh, God damn it. I was like, I thought he had like five more minutes at no, least, no. man. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, another controversial take that I love the musical breaks. I really enjoyed how they, they took breaks into it. I, I thought it broke up the film well and helped mm. the pacing and set like an establishing tone for each scene. Like when he cuts her off, that's like all the hope is gone and blah, 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 because that's how it carried her through all her life and her scenarios. She'd just sing. And then when she tried to sing and Chris was like, nah, it was like, oh, it's fucking done time, climax yeah. time. But very last is also uh, Goodard. Which, thank you for catching that, Panda. That's, I was very, it's, you could tell it's made by the mans who, like, made, like, contributed to Lost and Cloverfield mm -hmm. and all of these very twist-ridden movies. So, like, shout out to the classics that he made. I could definitely see how they inspired where he got to in this. So, just to touch on a few things. Uh, the lighting for this film, the motel was entirely built for this movie, and they built it in a way where the lighting is just the lighting that they used. Like, I, I imagine that there there might be some nighttime shots where they might have had to use some external lighting. But otherwise, all the lighting was set. So everything we see, color grading wise, they fucking perfected it. Um, there was something else I wanted to touch on, but I'm just going to jump ahead. Um, uh, Goodard here... Um, He's only done two films. He has one uh, TV credit for directing, but um, uh, I wonder if he has something about voyeurism or if or if it's just a topic that he likes to tackle because Cabin in the Woods literally has that yeah, aspect yeah. of being spied on. Mm -hmm. And then this, the, uh, the, the motel, its dirty secret is very much... Uh, you know, spying on people. And I found Not that really. interesting. You know? The only dirty secret. Yeah. Yeah. Both his both his movies have two way mirrors. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I liked Cabin in the Woods a lot actually. Like a lot, a lot. Good to hear. Like significantly. It was really good. Yeah, I'm trying and to And I, I really like the spy aspect of movies, honestly. That's why I really like Hush, which you guys well, I don't think Wine liked. Mom, what did you think? <laughs> um the movie was not terrible it was it was doable um i too also really liked the coloring um for me for me like because i've talked about this before aesthetics are a huge thing for me i can't watch things unless the aesthetic is correct and so it doesn't mean it has to be one style of aesthetic only but this movie picked like an era and an aesthetic and they did it really, really well. Um, I really liked the costumes. It was like one of the first things I said to Cody when I started watching, I was like the little uh, raincoat she was wearing in the beginning with the black trim over her little yellow outfit. I was like literally living so cute. Um, but yeah, no, the movie was good. Actor choice was good. I love Dakota. I do also like John Hamm. Um, I just recently watched The Big Lebowski, so I was enjoying the selection. Um, so contrary to Bailey, though, I absolutely hated the singing portions of the movie. I feel like every time I had to listen to her sing, I got a headache. And it like, for me, it pulled me out of the movie because I was like in it and I was enjoying it. And then I was like, OK, here's this very annoying singing moment I have to go through, like. 
I get it. I respect it. It makes sense for the movie. So I'm not going to say like, oh, I, I wouldn't have done the singing at all. But I was like, okay, when is this going to stop? Um, and so there was that. And then the kid, the kid really stressed me out through the whole movie. Like I had nothing but sympathy for him. I just felt bad for him the whole time. Like I just felt like he was in the worst situation ever. And when we found him, like when they opened the utility closet and he was in there, I was very upset. Like I really hated that. That made me like sad. Um, but otherwise, yeah, the movie was, yeah, it was okay. I like, I watched it. I, yeah. I don't want to say too much because I know there's going to be other parts once we talk through the movie, right? Where I get to say other things, but. Oh, yeah. We'll go off once everyone goes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So I, I love this movie. That's why I chose it. Right. Yeah. Everything from the aesthetic to the cast, to the music. And I'm not just talking about the singing to, you know, fight with Wine Mom, but like the soundtrack is solid. Yeah. The soundtrack right? is good. Yeah. And uh, I do really enjoy uh, that actress. That was the this was the first thing I had seen her in. Darlene. Yeah, Dar- the character Darlene. Um, and I really enjoyed her storyline. And I feel like the music aspect really fits. And I I don't feel like they overused it. Um, you know, we get the one time, the one flashback of her before she ends up at the the motel uh one time practicing and then yeah and and then when jeff bridges is breaking into her floor oh there's five times actually so then when she starts to sing once they're all like bound to chairs and then the ending which is like happy happy anyways um uh, what I really wanted to touch on um, is like all the subtle topics that this film covers because it's set in our reality, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, 1960s to 1970s, someone pinpointed it and it's supposed to be 1969. That's when that Richard Nixon uh, speech is given, which is shown on TV, right? Um, and yeah, just first off, the movie in general sounds like a joke or at least the beginning of a joke, you know, a singer, a priest and a vacuum salesman walk into a hotel. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought that mm-hmm. was pretty interesting. Uh, but yeah, the, you know, Nevada, California bylaws, apparently this motel was based on a, a real location. Um, I didn't look too much into that, but uh, mm-hmm. the, f- the fact of laws being different in each state and being able to walk across the, s- the room you know, to avoid breaking any laws was interesting. But then the politics, because Nixon's in the movie on TV, but then we're hinted at someone powerful who likes to speak being filmed. Right. Which, you know, uh, personally, I think maybe it's JFK and Marilyn. I've read more into that and I can answer that question. Oh no! It's it's a uh, it's it's all the political f- figures in that time. So, so like MLK, JFK. But you uh, think it's all of them? Like who was on that specific tape though? It's it's the majority of of like them taking over. It's the one last person. Couple years. He brings person. up a good point. 
But Raza brings up a good point because I think uh, it's Martin like a multi and and JFK both died within a year of each other. Like in oh, like you're so, so Raza's saying these are so the possibilities are that it's a lot of people. Yes, and yeah, I'm misunderstanding. Okay, there's yeah, many, yeah. and then when he he brings out the uh, the tape and he shows it to Butter her face, she points at John Hamm's character so it was up to that point and 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 shit so I the the thing I read is that it could be these political figures back right. then plus other political oh absolutely that, yeah like oh so it's just like a, a long tape like there's multiple recordings on there you're saying there's multiple yeah yeah i, I said years. specifically that he had one tape from this one guy that he didn't send off and that guy's it was nice now. to him yeah yeah he's because he's like i kept the tape because it i was feel nice like that i feel like that was mlk probably i think it, it was jfk I think it could be either one of those, but I think it's probably MLK is the hint, especially because of the way that the guy. Hold on, I think specifically MLK, just because of how um, the Chris's character acted when he saw it and he showed the girl, and she was she was like what, and he was like, it's kind of a because you could tell they were a little racist. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. I don't know if I picked that up, but um... I I definitely picked that up. Anyways, you know, it, it could have been JFK, who was notorious for the whole Marilyn Monroe thing, and MLK was notorious for Bailey. sleeping with a lot of women, right? Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, the acts of war and the consequences of it with drugs, which Wine Mom pointed out with uh, the young man that is running this entire establishment, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and the cover of Cults. And murders at the time, you know, that, that was a big thing. Right. And uh, John Hamm's character, who I am dressed up as, uh, yeah. for all those viewers that are watching this. Uh, uh, John Hamm from the hit movie Mad Men. That's a series, isn't it? Show. Mad Men. Show. <laughs> See, I, I haven't watched Mad Men. I plan to, but... Uh, it's good. It's, I, it gets spicy, like, later on, but it's a slow burn. But you brought up a great point because I don't think I've ever seen him in a movie for more than 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I was thinking about I, that last night. I was like, he's only been like supporting roles. He's in what Maverick. I, as like He's in Maverick. He's in like uh, The Town. He's in all of these movies because he, as side characters and I'm in big side characters like, oh. Like the only movie I saw but he's in an was this TV Disney series. one about him going to cricket, uh, going to India and find a cricket player to play baseball. Oh right, uh, it's but based that was... on a, a million a million dollar arm or some shit, shit like that. Based on wasn't, a story. Wasn't that before Mad Men? No, that was after. Oh okay. Yeah, I think the so problem yeah, is so... a lot of the movies he was in, it's short periods of time because he was doing Mad Men at the same time, probably. He was a lead in a lot of movies before he got Mad Men. And then oh. after he got the Mad Men money, he, he just took the checks like, instead. Why yeah, do I need to be a lead? Yeah, he's, he, yeah. Exactly, he's doing yeah. skip the dishes commercials here in Canada. Yeah, for any American exactly. or European, yeah. anyone else that's <clears throat> not in Canada, <clears throat> which is funny. Um, anyways, um, <laughs> his character, uh, again, we're into spoiler territory. He uh, 
he fronts himself as a vacuum salesman, which is pretty funny because he is actually a secret service person who reports to J. Edgar Hoover. And Hoover is a famous vacuum brand, so that was a nice joke that they threw in there. Um, And Hoover was notorious for, you know, keeping tabs on people and recording them and blackmailing them. And there were rumors about the mob blackmailing him. And, like, there's an ongoing rumor that he was a cross-dresser. And um, that would have hurt hurt his political career. And again, at this point, Nixon's in charge, which means that their organization shouldn't exist, which is why even John Hamm being a detective or person of power, um, you know, uh, that you might see in a positive light, maybe not this day and age, but, uh, but he, he's a cop. And uh, so he also has his, dirty laundry bring into this and uh yeah i think that's where i'm gonna leave it for now so raza your overall thoughts what, of the film. what was his his dirty long his laundry i mean he was given orders and he chose to act and it got oh, through, okay that's not really that's it, very true and it, it's yeah. him him being there is illegal again if nixon's in power then that means j edgar hoover's organization is supposed to be shut down, which yeah. means that he's there illegally, and he's doing things that you know involve past presidents and people yeah. who have been murdered for speaking out, and that's he's, he's like the original hmm. like seals, or or like the last the last of the original, you know. I was feeling it was like hinting that he was CIA. That's what I yeah. thought. Yeah, he he was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying oh, so he was like uh, faithful to the other president, blah blah blah. Okay, I'm following. I'm following. Okay, so um, I think this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, I think that this is the type of movie that should be in film school for for like pacing or storytelling, te- te- and then you 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 all made a a, a good point for the film. Or the color gradient too, and that was on par, or or amazing. Every actor carried their their own weight. Chris Hemsworth was the weakest part of the movie, but he didn't. He wasn't bad. He like just uh, every actor just acted better than him. But he did very good. I think this was his, his first non Thor move. Mm, no, 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 no. He's done a whole lot of movies. He's just underrated. Classic pigeonhole. Classic pigeonhole. First off, before Thor, he had Star Trek. That's where he like really blew up. Oh yeah, he was a dad in Star Trek. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. But then um even same director as this, Cabin in the Woods. A lot of people forget mm-hmm. that he's in that. He's oh. the jock. And he did that Snow okay, White one. Yeah, and Red Dawn, I think, came out before this, too. No, Thor. I mean, so, like, the, like the first Thor movie, like 2011. Right. Like, uh, yeah. Didn't um, Red Dawn come It might have been after. Before, before Thor. He did do a couple of things, but okay. closer to you being right. He didn't really have a big starring role, it seems. So you right. are okay. closer to right. 
I thought I was talking blasphemy there for, yeah. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, so like he 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 was the weakest part of the movie, but he did a good job. His his accent was weird. It felt like a New Yorkian accent, and he was trying something there. It was it was really weird, but he did present himself like pretty cool, like 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 this weird force in the movie. Um, ever like all the twists, I did enjoy every twist of this movie, where it like halfway through like, oh, I get it. That's why Jeff Bridges is in the hallway. They're going back to that point, and I did like the, the that non-linearity of of the the story, um, the back and forth, and and the fact that no ca- character was good or bad. They had more, they're all gray, so. Uh, and then Dakota Johnson's character, like her whole storyline, uh, was like, I like that twist too. That was like, oh, wait a second, she's not okay, never mind then. But, um, and and then of course, Jeff, Br- Jeff Bridges, uh, he killed it. He was like, he shared the scene, like, steal the scene, he shared the scenes with a lot of actors in this movie because a lot of the actors also killed it too nobody outperformed anybody everybody was just so powerful in in the rules and the singing part um i looked at that character as like the um sort of like the the silver lining in all of this so her singing brought like that like sort of like north star for jeff bridges and for like the entire story because she's the only the whole like quote unquote good character like she doesn't really have any negative uh like her backstory is just not like is having to go out to reno and shit because she was she like got fucked over so yeah i um i i saw her as like a beacon of, of hope in this movie and ultimately like she has a like all the characters have a, a redemption arc, right? All of of them do, and that, that's what it's it's out of factory, and the, and the movie just it hits all the notes, and I just I just I enjoyed ev- everything about this move, move, <laughs> movie. I'm I'm really happy to hear you say that, Raza, because yeah. uh, I I agree. Uh, mm. Again, it's it's like a thought out piece of art from yes, art start to end right um as far as cast did anyone catch uh who jeff bridge's brother was yes yeah yeah i did i did i did i did i'm gonna recognize it but i couldn't put a pin in it i mean we don't really get to see his face but it's nick offerman and that's how the movie starts okay okay okay. you know uh last of us parks and rec big circle you know two parks and rec's characters are are in this movie movie who's the, the guy one? who announces Dar- darlene at the end brian or or jerry oh right right yeah. right right and uh to go to the point of you guys talking about the singing uh chris hemsworth which wine mom surprised me because she was like i really like this cult leader i was like interesting Comic book yeah. actor. So was this was he emulating Manson? Is this who he was supposed to be emulating? Yes. Well, Jerry Manson. Yes. 
No. <laughs> no, it's very, it's quite, it's very obviously Manson because he also had problems with very young, young girls. So it made sense. Okay. Yeah. Also, like, it's, it's a movie like that based on, like, the vibe of the movie. It makes sense because everybody always uses Manson. Whenever they do a cult mm-hmm. leader, it's always Manson. Especially if it's a timepiece, it's always going to be Manson. Why? I don't know. There's other cult leaders that they could use or whatever, but yeah. But the time, it makes sense, right? Yeah, it makes sense, but also, like... Because I don't know a lot about it, so it's also the easiest one to pick for, like, someone who's not, you know? So, like, low-key? Like, this is, like, this is me reaching, because this is just what I know of Manson, because, as you guys know, I love serial killer stuff. You love what? Anyway, serial killer stuff. Okay, Cody, (laughs) it was a slip-up. Anyways, so, um... I didn't even fully say it. You guys are losers. Anyway, um, now you maybe you maybe forgot what I was saying. Are you guys proud of yourself? Well, oh, okay. What I, I was now. What good cereal? So color. no, no, no. So no. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you're gonna frustrate me. Stop moving around on the camera, okay? Okay. The reason why I think it's Manson, like why to me solidified it's Manson, is because at the end. When she's singing and he gets pissed off about it instead of just letting her sing, Manson's very, 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 very connected to the music industry. And that would have pissed him off if it was actually him because he thinks that he's the best musical artist to exist. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. And like, you get that satisfaction of his character being like, yeah, all right, shut up. I've heard better. Yeah, I don't care that you can sing yeah. you better. Yeah, makes sense. That's cool. Yeah. That's a good layer. I thought it. I I thought it because that field. I know that like f- yellow flower field thing was like a big stereotype of the Manson. Well, yeah, he did the whole trailers and hippie thing. Yeah, so that was on I, a farm. That's where my mind went automatically. Mm-hmm. See, like Manson. I, mm. I was gonna say overall, like I really respect how you guys feel. It was like one of the best movies ever. It was super around, and like all very crisp, but I found it like how people meme about heist movies. Like, it was very M. Night Shyamalan. Like, I felt like, twist, 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 twist. It's like, you know, you're kind of relying on this plot device a little too heavily. Because M. Night Shyamalan has everything as a twist. Every single... Everything has to be a twist. With this movie, no. There's not that... Everything is split up in a balanced way. There's not that many, like, twists... Like... Like there's like a lot of big twists, but there's no like like you you can f- follow along pretty easily too, and then it it throws it throws people off. Not I mean every character. These movies, really. No, because that's why I'm not saying it's a bad movie. Are you baked? <laughs> they they could have like man. they weren't because they didn't use it bad. That's why they didn't. They weren't as right. bad as a Shyamalan. You're right because they were very well thought out and well executed. Right. But I feel it's also just like, it's like when, like I said, like when you're doing a heist movie, so then you can fill out a plot with like a good, you know, you're going to need 40 minutes of twists. So you're like, okay, this movie's full of twists. Okay. How's John Hamm going to get it? How's this guy going to get it? How's the, we better make it a twist. Oh no, he's behind the mirror. You know, (laughs) that was kind of cool though. I liked it. Like, what the fuck? And then another twist happened happens like literally a couple because i because it's i think the reason why i like it because it's told in a, in a non-linear way so because of that there's going to be twists 
linking up with each other. There's like his story is going this way and Jeff Bridges story is going this way and they're going to meet up at, at one point and it, and that conclusion has to like make sense. And it kind of it did and I how he got thrown to the wall after getting shot uh um like in the hallway I was looking at my friends like, oh, that's going to happen now, isn't it? And then he flies at the wall. I thought he died there, but no, he just looks like Two Face. Hmm. Yeah, I, I really thought that's he was, was going to get got. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is that um, when you were talking about like how everyone plays so well as a character in this, and that that's what we're seeing eye to eye, Raza, because it's like. It's flesh. It's fleshed out, and it's not even twists. It's more so we're getting more information about people's perspectives and their exactly. backgrounds and all that. Yeah. So it's less so twists, and it's more like a blooming flower where we're getting more. And more. Yeah, it's, I think uh, it's definitely filling the blanks. Right. I mean, it's definitely but, uh, character development, but I still think that they were twists. John Hamm, um, his character hams it up for lack of a better term at the beginning um when he's playing this you know um eccentric uh vacuum salesman you know yeah as soon as they walk in he's like uh what is it kutramah which is you know i was here first my luggage is sitting there i i'm first once our server is here and uh, he's very in your face, like, here's my card, I'm going to talk a mile a minute. But he, that's him playing a character, playing a character, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it. and, and even his, uh, his, even his short time in the movie, he was even fleshed out. Like, uh, like uh, they even like did his whole thing very well. And then when he dies, he dies. Spoiler alert. Uh, because, uh, I feel like his entire, like his pacing and his balance was done right too. Like, that's what I think that like everybody was like d delivered and then the movie balanced itself on those deliveries. And it just felt like, yeah, a whole bloody package on, yeah, great, 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 great movie. <laughs> <laughs> See, like the only twist that like really shocked me, shocked me was when when Jeff Bridge, Je when Jeff Bridgey got got doinked with the bottle. That was the only one where I was like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, uh, yeah. I was so stoked. I'd have to say that. that was the only thing I didn't expect. I mean, he deserved it, but yeah. I didn't. That was the only piece of the movie that I didn't expect. Everything else, right. I was like, okay, I know how this is all going. Like, I'm seeing the patterns, I'm seeing the lines, I'm connecting the characters to the stories. Like, as soon as I saw the, like, I'll be honest, as soon as I saw the priest, I was like, that big, that first scene we saw that opens up where they're in the hotel room and the guy gets shot after burying the money. As soon as I saw um, the, the priest character, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's obviously, that's the connection there. Like, I never for a second thought he was a real priest. I was like, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, like, I feel like that was supposed to be kind of like their, their big-ish twist or like their most powerful character to me it felt like that was supposed to be like he felt like the main character of the movie even with all the other oh, no, characters. i feel like john ham no gonna be the, the no not once character, straight up not oh, once i thought this is a guy he's gonna have his whole thing 
and then and then he 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 was gonna come out quote unquote a changed man. No, see, for me, it was like as soon as as soon as I connected the priest with the guy with the money at the beginning, like the opening shot, as soon as I connected those two, I was like, yeah, that's basically the main character because yeah. like they did live till the end, him and the, the woman. So they technically were the yeah. main characters, if you think about it. So yeah. to me, I, I got the main character part uh, in the car. I got at the at that point, I these two humans are going to be carrying the movie where they make that deal after she she bashes his yeah his his head but the entire point up to that the movie didn't really say who was the to me at least who was going to be it tricked you into believing uh, each of the the, except dakota johnson it tricked you to uh, believing that all these characters probably could be uh importance but then halfway through it's like no motherfuckers have some skeletons how you said everyone's morally gray in this movie Mm -hmm. i completely agree and Mm -hmm. i feel like um darlene isn't as uh, dakota johnson's character i'm blanking on her name it's something like sunshine or something but uh again they were both fruit name maybe um java juice or whatever (laughs) starbucks (laughs) no but um um again dakota johnson she came from an abusive home protected her sister got Mm -hmm. out of there um and aside from that i mean the only arguable thing is that she kills a cop no problem but i think at that point she has a had enough with men in general i don't even Um, think she Makes, knew that he was a cop. Point. I don't think she that's had that connection. Point. Yeah, I, I'm I mean, kind of with Wine Mom. I don't think she knew, but I think it was also like supposed to paint how deep into like. I think she just didn't fucking like the guy from the, the second she met him. So she was like, "Well, you busted in my room, so you giving me the him. yeah." She was like, "Fuck this! You're giving me the the opportunity, basically." Now, obviously, it's some sketchy dude coming into your room and like breaking in. The door. I would have done the same thing. Right. I felt like right. that was like supposed to be the first hint at like how evil Chris Hemsworth was because they're so willing to commit violence without thinking about it. it that is like what could you they didn't be know anything from? about? Chris oh, you Hemsworth didn't really know about his character at that point. Like you yeah, knew about, know about it, him. but you didn't know about it. Like I know what you're saying, Bailey, because they she did hint he's a bad bad man. Yeah, it was obvious. Yeah, that yeah. It was like, like there's obviously there was a there was another character. Yeah. I didn't think cult. I thought she was maybe running away from like their father or something and. The sister, the younger sister, was more yeah. connected to the father because like, he was nicer. Even to her. that part, even even that part where her sister calls, uh, Him. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. That to me, at that point, it it changed. I was like, wait a second. Yeah. Uh, Dakota Johnson is not who I think it is. Who I think she is anymore because this girl is clearly doing something she's not supposed to be doing, right? And then. Yeah, it just, uh, to me, that was like, uh, that's another sort of twist there, because you you don't expect her to do, to be like off on, like go, like as soon as that happens, she's I going a uh, 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 rogue. Uh, but it, yeah, it's. It, I, I saw it's it her, as soon um, as she showed up. What? As soon as she showed up, I was like, yeah, that one's going to be a problem for sure. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't expect that. I thought her she was gonna die at some point or, or early on, but um, yeah, yeah. 
ultimately that, that's what i think it kept it kept me casting and then it like it didn't really like yeah I, i'll i'll say save that for part for when we get there but yeah mm. i really like dakota's character i liked yes. that storyline yes yeah her character I, was I just really good yeah i found i found it like it was relatable for me because i have a little sister so like mm -hmm. i was relating to that like need to protect her little sister kind of thing that she had going on and like just th yeah. that arc made sense to me i liked yeah. it but again like i see yeah. i related to her in a way where it's like if i was in her situation i would have acted exa exactly the same like yeah. i would have had the same yeah. type of attitude so i really i really liked her <clears throat> character but i knew right away like this one's gonna mm -hmm. there's gonna be some problems from her she's not gonna be quiet when she walks in to the the motel because she's the last one to arrive and john john ham's like yeah fuck no uh hippie's not you know taking my room he's very rude to her but yeah. like you get that vibe that she's like you know writes fuck you into the uh the sign and sheet and all that but we yeah. it's a very bland performance and i'm not hating but it's like it's played that way until it's revealed that she has a younger girl with her tied up mm -hmm. from her trunk to yeah. the uh, bedroom and then she's speaking but like, you, you, like again, John Hamm automatically assumes she's a hippie because she's dressed the way mm -hmm. she is, right? Yeah. But that, but that's the thing is, so she's played so straight, and then she kills John Hamm, and then you're thinking, oh, she's a bad person, and yeah. we've we've only seen like little bits of her past at this point, and that's yeah. where they start to really grow on her character, and then when she's confronted with the bellboy, you know, and. She obviously doesn't want to hurt this kid, but then her right. little sister is being a little, you yep. know what? Yeah. And you can see how her mind is going. Like she doesn't want to hurt anyone, but if you hurt her, you bet your ass that she's gonna fucking blow you away with a shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't even yeah. think it's if you hurt her; it's if you interrupt what she's doing. If you harm her trying to protect her sister, I think is more what it's yeah. about. Because I think she, she, yeah, she gives way too much patience to her little sister. Yeah, because even when she got murked, she yeah. didn't care for her own life. She no. was ready to go, you know? Yeah. True. Very true. Um, I thought the deaths were like, like every death, I know a lot of them are quick and they just moved on. But Koda Johnson's death was, uh, that had a lot of weight to it. It was the best. Death. That was a surprise. I thought she was was going to be one of the characters that that was was going to live. Um, but uh, ultimately, she has the most growth out of all of the the, the majority of, of of the of the characters. And she, hmm. out, like, as soon as she like ex like tries to protect her. Her sister, and it comes to to that realization at the end. It's a bit too late, of of obviously. But I I feel like she has the most like. But that's a good point because she's literally the only person who's not only thinking about herself. Yeah. Given given Jeff Bridges and Darlene do eventually. It grows to it, yeah. It grows to it. That relationship, I I'll touch on that too. But those two, they were. 
that relationship was um like that that when I, I figured they were gonna be main characters, I was like, okay, this is these two are gonna have to overcome a lot of stuff in the next fifty minutes now. Right. I'm ready and shit. So so like when we're talking about about dakota johnson's growth that's where i'm a little lost is it like because you're including the whole growth from going to the cult and then getting out of the cult like overall i felt like at the time at the hotel i felt like yeah like because they show the flashback scene where the father was abusing her and then he's like where's where's daisy or whatever again i'm blanking on names and i'm not going to look it up but uh yeah. she she literally goes wakes up her little sister and they show that first aspect and that's you know got to be 10 years prior yeah Wait, like oh well, it'll like, be more than 10 I, years like she, okay yeah she oh. becomes look like like uh she just wants to care for her her sister the entire time and that like to me from like even the flashback to like when we see we see them at that big bond for the flyer right to to now the whole the hotel it's just like she's always trying to protect her sister but like she's she's still not figuring out her her own sort of self and i think this this whole move like the the movie we saw was her or becoming like a uh, a protector kind of is for her. But her I think it was obvious that that was going to be the role that yeah. she was going to play. I feel like if anybody went into a a savior role, it would be the the boy. Yeah, the for sure. the one who was the bellboy. If anybody like grew into a savior role, because he started off as like literally working for this grimy company, being a basically a grimy guy. Like I know it was. You know he what he needed to do to get by, but it's like you chose a grimy career. So, um, I think if anybody yeah. had like a like a savior arc, or I to me it was more like a sacrificial lamb. Like I think it would be him because you know. I I do agree. Like, I don't know. I think I, like, I got shot I in the, the face. Dakota Johnson would have been a sacrificial lamb, but you know I've I see. No, but he ultimately years. though in the yeah. end, right. He has to fight his internal demons and embrace that negative part of himself in order to save everyone, which is more sacrificial mm-hmm. lamb, in my opinion. And and f- so that's where I think the key difference there is, and that's where I'm not super challenging, because I definitely, when you include her whole arc, like her flashbacks and stuff, then yeah, she does have a lot of change. But like there, he has to like forgive himself. Yeah, and I find like saying that she's just doing a savior role. It, I felt that we were being spoon fed, like, oh, she's going to protect her sister, and by the end of it, she did what she like protected her sister. We, she didn't have like a resolution other than like, I'm still gonna love her anyways. Like, I don't understand what changed about her while she was at the hotel. You know what I mean? Because like, sadly enough, right. she actually didn't save her sister. Even sacrificing herself didn't save her sister. Yeah. So oh, that's so like that's the more, okay. right for him at the end. Okay. He sacrificed for the last two. Like, he actually saved some people. Like his sacrifice was actually worth something because not even just that's not true. even for the not even for the priest character because he was essentially had some sort of Alzheimer's or dementia that he was dealing with and he wasn't quite there. But for her, because she was kind of like, if you look at all the characters, she was the character that was in the worst position, like doing these shitty singing roles, not making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Also a woman, single, you know, like trying to 
Like, because the thing is, like, it's not that I hated her character, because I know, I think you guys think I did because of the singing, which is not true. Like, I didn't hate her because of that. I didn't like the singing. I, I liked her character. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, like, out of all the characters, she was the one that, like, needed to make it to the end end. Because even though the two of them made it to the end together, technically, she's really the one who made it to the end end mm -hmm. to be the most successful. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, and not to mention Darlene, that character, she's really kind of the only one who listens to the bellboy like it, of course yeah yeah he, like he spent a lot of time with the priest but obviously that character doesn't want anything to do with right. but but yeah. uh you know it, it you get that moment where he's like i can't kill any more people and she yeah. says how many people have you killed we get his flashback which i also love how we get each room and then we get like the maintenance room which that, is his backstory yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. But yeah. then when we get back to the present, uh, you know, she says, it's okay. Like, she's kind of coming to terms with the situation. It's fucked up. It's messy. Yeah. And he's been through some shit. So she's like, all right, you don't have to kill anyone. But then he, like, steps like, he, That's and... when he, like, he needed to be forgiven. Yeah. Like, and that was yeah. ultimately, because even though the priest was the priest, she ultimately was the priest. So... She's that's the, why she's, because their she's character star. Well, yeah, I just so, yeah. I just feel like those two characters were the same character. You know what I mean? In a weird way, like the priest and the singer. I feel like they were just they were the same character. No, the priest and the and the singer. To and, me, and they were the same character. Hmm. Just Even played she, in two different did... bodies. Personally, I mean, there's differences obviously, but she did steal as well. A lot of people yeah. are forgetting that she wasn't completely innocent. Yeah. They they've all done illegal things. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Um, I just want to touch on on the the card thing. That like showed me like that was like I like how all of them were done super balanced, right? But then not at the times you expected it to be because you have to see a backstory of each of a character, and then that sort of changed how you you felt about them like like to me uh like when you you see jeff bridges steal the the money and, and then go to to court and everything i thought that was like okay maybe i i shouldn't i should start picking sides now of like who i, I like more um but I did like like the little things, and that goes back to what I was saying about the balancing of the movie because it again it fleshed out each char character, and they all had their own sort of like own like arc in their own way, some more than others, and so so it's ultimately I yeah it's just uh, Miles's thing ultimately like was that satisfying thing how he headshotted everybody because the entire movie was winding up right and then the punch was that a climax and then i felt that was so satisfactory well he was like he, I, his character arc also was like unsuspecting mm -hmm. because he's so young yeah. and he plays like such yeah. like a meek young guy who seems like kind yeah. of a weird pervert because he's got this weird job and he's doing this pervy like video thing mm -hmm. that he has to do and then he's also a drug addict and you kind of get this like weird like this guy is not like a good like this is like 
you know, like a little jerk character, kind of like yeah. almost, yeah. almost as if like a little ringleader ish. And then you, you get yeah. the reality that like, he's actually not a ringleader and he's being abused I mean, right, by the owner. Right off the bat, he's pretty terrible at his job. And yeah, he's coming off. He's coming down from some. Yeah, it's just, but you just can't, he doesn't give off. He doesn't yeah, give off pinpoint. the energy. Yeah, like yeah. when you saw that he was part of the military and that he basically is like has shell shock and whatever, you know, PTSD that soldiers get, right? It's not mm -hmm. very obvious that that's what it is until the end. I mean, if if you really think about it, the drug use was kind of the hint that he was a part of the military because that was a very common thing back then. That drug specifically yeah. anyways was very common yeah. with with war, with war vets. So it kind of was a hint if you know if you know your history well enough, but I don't think any of us know our history that well enough to catch that until now. But um yeah, I didn't get the hint. Like I didn't get that vibe from him and then when I saw he was in the military I was like, "Oh shit, like this yeah. this kid's actually like got it the stinkiest yeah. this, this, this man sucks this man's tom holland looking ass was the best actor of the movie by far like his his tom holland looking ass the way good. he was able to carry those he like was different personality aspects he was good. Yeah. you know what's funny tom was holland good. was actually offered that role and he turned thank god he turned thank god he didn't do it thank <laughs> i know yeah. i agree um I was like, I gonna say, yeah, his entire thing that that was another good twist. I was at the very end where it did the flashback to him uh, in Vietnam. I was like, okay, so that's why he's let's go. He goes so he goes silcom mode uh, right after picks up the gun and then starts bam, bam, bang and gets like a triple head head headshot. I thought that was again a, a good payoff because at that point you hated the people who needed to to be hated. And when, and when they died, it felt good, you, you, you know? So, yeah. um, mm -hmm. like, and that goes back to everybody's acting and everybody's being able to act to, to be, you, you want them to hate you. Like, I, halfway, I hated Dakota Johnson's sister. I was like, you're going to fucking die in the, in the worst way possible. And yeah. I, never, I never hated that. Psychotic. I never hated, I hated her so much. I actually liked the little girl. No, as as soon as she says her name, because the the bus boy is like, I don't even know your names, you know. I just want to live, and then she's like, I'm Daisy, and this is my sister. Yes, yes. At that point, I was just like, you fucking psycho. You're gonna go. You're gonna go, man. I like that she was an antagonistic brat. And then she stabbed, like, yeah. Oh. I I don't know I, I I had no problems with her, but I you felt like she was also to. there to be like she has to be careful and then the same yeah <laughs> I felt like she was also there to make you hate her like that was the thing like it was yeah I mean like, she was oh, definitely supposed yeah. to yeah she was you definitely know? supposed well, to be a I dislike know. character but given yeah I don't know though I don't know though I, I I don't know though I think that's personal but to me I did I think it'll for somebody it'll they'll pick up a different uh, vibe. But I think I, mean, I think fact... we have to be fair with that little girl character because when he picks her up with the boots and she's he's like, hey, boots, like, is that your dad's boots or whatever? Like, it's quite obvious that this little girl's brain was so messed up from what she watched happen with her sister and her father mm -hmm. that the first man to come in, because this goes into the complications of, like, psychology, is like, for her that was like her savior so that's why she behaved yeah. the way she did like her chemistry her brain chemistry didn't function or get to the the proper development that 
a regular person would. So she was connected yeah. to this guy in a sick way where she didn't understand that like the bad things he was pushing on her were bad things. Cause she was like, yeah, but he saved me. So it's like, this is good. Like she was ultimately like the most unknown character. Like she, she didn't know what she was really doing. Like she kind of just got there. Cause that's yeah. how she was nurtured yeah. to be. Right. You're absolutely like, right. And, and like yeah. both, mm-hmm. both of us, both me and Raza, I think I believe we both called her fucking crazy, right? Yeah. We, we get that great shot of when she's like playing around with the fire that's in the motel, and it cuts from there to that rich family that was murdered. And she's holding the knife with like yes. just the legs popping out, and it's like a quick little flash. Yeah. And and like there's conversation going on, and then it happens again with a close up, and yeah. it's like okay, so be, this cult has literally turned her into like a psychopath assassin. Right. an assassin exactly. yeah like she was their little assassin like that's what he was building her up to be which is what manson did essentially he right. had the women yeah. do the things he didn't want to do but also not, cr- not just uh, the cr- women but i love how chris hemsworth's first introduction in this in it is just him taking his clothes off <laughs> i mean i don't remember the that. first is the the, at the beach, right? That's it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Just right. a shadow. Yeah, he starts to take mm-hmm. his. Yeah. Right. He, yeah. Can is... you get with me? Uh, no. It's creepy as fuck. <laughs> it is creepy as shit. Yeah, I think that's how it's set up. Like, okay, here you go. You gotta hate this guy right away. It's right. A bit creepy, and you're right. Yeah. It is a manipulative tactic. It's well, like it just shows you how that little girl was. Because when you take something like that from a little girl, right? That's how she got attached to him, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it, up. It's sort what? of off, like um, reinforced it to the audience during that bond fire light scene. Yeah, who wants to come home? So, who wants to come to oh, the so, house? Yeah, yeah. So Which also in, in, see, like, see now as you're talking about it, there's little things I'm remembering. That was the thing with Manson. There was a big, like, main farmhouse, and then the little farmhouse prop pieces on that big property with the trailers or whatever. So that was a common thing. Like whoever was popular was spending the night with him. Creepy. Yeah. I'm glad we don't live in the seventies anymore. <laughs> I know, right? Creepy shit. And he was he operated yeah, in the desert too. And isn't Nevada in the desert? Desert. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever heard of uh, what is it? Nexium. That's what I think of. These what do you think still of cults? Oh, the yeah. the yeah. SEX cult. Yeah, the like business SEX cult. Hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. I think it's um, yeah, from start to fin- finish, it like it keeps on going. It's a fucking roller co- coaster of of a move of a movie. Um, it 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 like it it it's it's like it's intricate, but it's also not that hard to mm-hmm. follow. Right. And it, it, d- it doesn't feel like it drags anywhere, I feel. No. Like, no. arguably, the end, which, you know, Wine Mom, oh, no. we I know. I how the pacing of, of the end was. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. It's a happy ending, right? For at yeah. least two characters. And... Yeah. I'm just glad Je- 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 Jeffy Boo li- uh, Boy live, uh, uh, lived. Yeah. He was my I- favorite. I was really yeah. hoping they show Jeffy Boy and then he's just like forgotten who he was or something is what I wanted. I, that's what Can I was I just, hoping for. That scene, that scene, I just want to say one thing. That scene where Chris Hemsworth is saying, what's your name? And then he's just like, 
you're like oh I he has he has a like he has a dim, uh, dementia and then he look he looks all over at, at darling they're like did i tell you my my name i was like this is why yeah. you're one of the best actors in 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 hall in hollywood it was, was a really don't good cry. moment don't cry rise up harrison ford wishes he 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 was you 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 brought and up shit. a great point about how he doesn't like overshadow anyone because you mm -hmm. have you have this classic actor and then yeah. all these young people even like john ham compared to him you can consider younger right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but um jeff bridges i feel like this movie really is the stake of showing that he's gone from a great leading man to someone who can still be in a movie and not overshadow yeah. the other actors yeah. and kind of help yeah bring them to light right like brian cranston i i look at him in in those roles too i feel like he's still kind of head. like if, i don't like, know anymore i don't know anymore he doesn't like, have really, really what you think he didn't the... kill it as zordon is zordon of the power rangers bro you don't think he did that oh, legal, shit, like, i forgot that's on that note though is like that's why i think i had a point about that too is jeff bridgey here is what i've noticed from hateful aid and all the other films he's done as an old man tron even i think part of it is he embraces the he plays an old man character he's taking roles to fit his current state rather than trying to age down himself. Or make the irishman yeah rather than try to force him it, it's very natural for him to be old man yeah. bridger now you know what i mean i forgot he, how good of an actor he was when he first interacted with Darlene. I was like, it's about the fresh. I'm going to spank you. Okay, give me one. Uh, because Jeff, Jeff Bridges is not in the Hateful Eight. He's not in the Hateful Eight. I just, he's yeah, not? yeah, 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 yeah. No, no he's not. There's, he's a, not. there's a few old people. Are you thinking of Kurt Russell? Because he's Kurt another. Russell, 100% thinking. Of I just Russell. thought, yeah, I didn't correct him because I didn't want to sound dumb. directly mixed him up. Shit. Okay. I'm glad okay. I'm glad he brought it up again because he, he mentioned it at the beginning and I was like that's I yeah. swear. I swear they're the same. Makes sense though. Makes sense. So though. everything and Billy has said up to better. up to this point is invalid. Redacted. <laughs> Redacted. No. <laughs> <laughs> Your whole opinion is now trash. Watch this <laughs> based on it hinges on the fact that Jeff Bridges wasn't the hating hit hateful eight. Yeah. <laughs> the whole podcast yeah. is just gonna be twenty minutes. Daily's just cut out. Okay. I fucked up, guys. <laughs> so, like, what would you guys... I have a direct question, then. Is this a subgenre? Obviously, as, like, a genre, it's, like, a thriller, horror. But is it, like... Is this, like, a whodunit horror. movie? What type of, like... Is this mm -hmm. a mystery puzzle? Like, what is this? Crime it, thriller, I think. Crime, crime thriller. thriller. Yeah, crime thriller. Yeah. We're getting the horror from because you you don't know what's going on it's creepy i guess you're right not horror but yeah it's supposed to be your creeped out <laughs> yeah you're right that's thriller as i'm saying it so i like totally the right. scene as i mentioned earlier where john ham gets killed and then it you hear lumpering in the background and you're like who who's that who's that and then it shows how good this movie is <laughs> at the, after that point the stakes are set even even the detail of like it's not specifically one window of that back hallway. 
which technically makes this motel a hotel, by the way. Someone pointed that out in the trivia is because there's Mm. a hallway with two entrances, technically. Anyways, um, but one of the windows where the camera is not, you can see the marks in the ground where the tripod was like Mm. that. Mm -hmm. That is the attention to detail in this film. And, you know, I'm glad you. I was thinking about this movie all day today. I was like, I, I really enjoyed it, and I think I'm gonna get unripped apart. And I'm glad Panda yeah. said he, <laughs> he, he liked it because it's not like I. It, it doesn't seem like a movie for everybody. That's that's the thing. It, 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 you have to be in a certain like mindset. I I believe too, because it's a very honed in, intimate movie. One lo- location. There's not much outside of character development that's going on is just a t- it's it's art uh, how I, do you feel vine I, mom tell us about it i want to mute <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hmm. now, do you have any I, thoughts i mean i'm not the i'm not the end all be all of movie critique but but get like, in here we're all praising no so. like you i had don't a good time with some headaches i just feel like i respect that raza loves the movie I don't feel that great about it. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, 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 like, the movie was good for what it was. Maybe I need to, like, rewatch it or something. Like, I just feel like, for me, it didn't capture my attention. Right. So maybe that's, like, why I'm, like, mm, it's okay. It was a movie. I think it missed Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke was in it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we all know that that <laughs> would kidding, definitely kidding. help. I would Jack Nicholson. He would have been the cop, yeah. He would have, he would have died like, like John Hamm did, yeah. Yeah, but I still would have been happy to see him. But again, like I really liked Dakota Johnson, and that wasn't the mm-hmm. changing factor for me for the movie. I wasn't like, oh, she's in it now. I, I love the movie. Arm is just coming out of the screen. <laughs> oh, so- yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. No. So, I just was like, yeah. So what yeah. I noticed uh, is by us putting together this movie club, I've kind of been treating it like a book club right which is mm-hmm. i really like movies where i feel like they can be not not adaptations but as if it seems like they were from a novel and this really feels like that like a whodunit thriller a hemingway mm-hmm. a hemingway novel no, no, sure. I, I, I think yeah right but like not like, in the 70s but like the same sort of like Right. I mean, it definitely did have like Absolutely. a book vibe, if that's what you're saying. Yeah. And and yeah, exactly. And and that's why, like, I don't know. Like, I I've I know I've chosen two crime films at this point, but um, I I had that realization, and this legit seems like one of those movies. I, it would probably be a messy fucking book to follow, because of, you know, Are jumping you around. Doing? No, <laughs> but I know you have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All I wanted to say is personally, um, uh, again, I'm bad at rating movies from one to ten, but this mm-hmm. movie is like near perfect for me. So maybe it's not a complete ten, but it's a nine at least for me. And fair, fair. Like. I just love everything about this. Like, mm-hmm. I, even while I was watching, I was like, are there going to be any loose ends that I'm not going to like? But they took care of the car mm-hmm. situation, right? And then I'm like, okay, 
the one minor thing that I maybe would have liked to have seen is Chris Hemsworth men grabbing the priest and the singer. Because, yeah. you know, as soon as he shows up, it's just like, okay, they all get dragged in. Given yeah. we don't really need that, but it would have been nice to find, you know, Jeff Bridges like half in the ground, pulling out the money, and then these guys bust into their room. And yeah. Then, yeah. That's maybe my one my one negative. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even a negative. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm on board with Lud Panda here. It it's a, to me it's a smart, very smart move 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 movie. Everything is there for a reason. She's there singing for that scene where he's tapping on on the on the floor to open it up because Dakota Johnson is look is looking in because he she uh, he told her there's a hallway back there. Right. That's like a reason and shit. Everything is there because of a context and stuff. And that makes the movie go like smooth smoothly along and makes the story even twist more like understanding. Like like you're able to again as I said like twenty times Easy to follow if you're just paying enough attention. I, I know that, Bailey's got something to say, but yeah. my mom, did you follow this movie? Was yes. there not enough uh, searching for water in this for you? What are you talking about? Could Why try? do you always make to... such bad jokes? <laughs> yeah, that was a good oh, callback. No, I did not get that at all. Searching for I water? What are you talking about? Anyways, anyways, Bailey. You're talking about you Zeke dying so, in the in the fair. tunnel. Before I give my That makes no sense. I don't okay, get right. that joke. Before I give my sass, <laughs> right? What I'm trying joke. to check in here then is like, yeah, do you feel it was an easier to follow plot line than the movie film last week though? I I mean the movie the plot was lined out for you from like the basically the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Like within I don't know. 25 minutes you knew That's... where the plot line was going so yeah obviously it would be easier so it's a stark contrast to last week's film right i i guess i mean i know i said i, I struggled to follow the plot line in the last one movies. but i didn't it's not that i didn't struggle to, it's, okay no but so i'm just curious i'm i'm curious i followed why... this movie easier correct because it was basically it was it was a whodunit okay. so it, it basically was like once you knew what the character's background was like you already knew where the movie was gonna go, okay. but the last one I was upset because they there made no sense for him to be in the tunnel and they killed him off and that was different. I was mad about that. Oh. Okay, and it ruined the plot <laughs> of the movie for me. Some specific part. That's fair. That's fair. I'm well, because Cody brought it up because he's bullying me. I'm, I was just making a joke. Yeah, good not job, a good joke. Cody. Good job, Cody. No. I really hope Bailey didn't lose his train of thought because he was holding yeah. something in. That's because that was my only like, and it's not worth of what it could have should have, but. I felt like in that same area where they were like taking the the money and the the singer back to the main hotel and I understand why they want to keep the set a little bit insular but I felt that some tension could have been built around Chris Hemsworth having to go to the the cabin room that's got that film material or like they never took advantage of all this building up of all oh I got to take it to unit 4 and then ship it off to Virginia they just got the tape, came back. I felt like that they could have at least like used this buildup yeah. that they were painting the larger motel and then we just stayed in the certain rooms, which again, 
I agree with you guys. It was a technically great movie, so I wouldn't say it's like needed to be there. But it was like I that was the only thing I left feeling like I kind of would have liked to see all this weird shit that he had. Right. Or he was a weird guy. Yeah. <laughs> or even like, or even like a like an after credits or something where whoever the management is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. That. Yeah. But I did know. To me, that part I liked how it left it up to us. Yeah. It's just your like it's it it's one of these movies where like it can get away with be like let the audience sort of like draw their own um, 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 imagination because we're already giving them a very good template. Uh, just fair. build all off of that, you lazy bums. Right. But I I ultimately agree with Bailey that there are some scenes that would that you know don't really I did I didn't need to be there. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Right. Cool. But yeah, overall, yeah, good film. I'm not. I'm not going to argue that with you guys. I'm definitely not going to say it's bad or trash you for putting it at the top of the list. I mean, I wouldn't say that it was near perfect, but we get you, wine mom. We fucking heard you loud and clear. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I listen. I'm not trying to be a hater because, like I said, they did. Like, there's aspects of movies that are very important to me, and they did those things well. I'm not going to say that they didn't, but. I just don't think it was a near perfect movie, and that's not in a mean way. I, Cody, you, you're wanting to say something so desperately, but go ahead. Yeah, but no, because it's a positive thing. Because um, I had a bad experience with this actress, Dakota Johnson, because I was forced to go see the first two Fifty Shades of Grey movies in theaters, and I did not. Her. her her performance wasn't good. Those movies aren't good. The writing isn't good. And this was the first thing I had seen with her where I was like, oh, so she is a good actress. Yeah. And I like like to see that she's choosing smaller budget films. Again, everyone took a pay cut, like Bailey said. The director, the writers, the that. actors, right? Why? And to get this movie made. It was a passion yeah. project, right? Okay. That's why it's so good. Holy fuck. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so this movie made me respect Dakota Johnson and you're always talking about her. And that's one of the reasons why I suggested it. No, I'm not, I'm not, do- I'm not dogging. I agree. Like <clears throat> I get what, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying like, there's just so many other movies in the world that I just can't like if I'm looking at this movie, maybe in its own genre, maybe very separate from everything else. I can I can agree that it's a pretty good movie. But Fair. for me, it just feels like it was it was a movie that I don't hate that I watched. You know what I mean? You, you enjoyed your your yourself. Sure. More than pitch black. I'm sorry. I just really hated the singing. And I, I feel like. Like, I'm trying not to talk about it because I don't want to. Can you? Can you not? I can't read that because my mom gave me a headache complaining about the singing. (laughs) Oh, you sure wrote that. (laughs) It was bad. I'm sorry. Like, it just wasn't good. Because here's the thing: the singing aspect is not the problem. It was just not good singing. It to me, it was ear piercing. It was annoying. It wasn't it like, like really a good song. No, but it's just like 
why didn't they like i don't know if it was actually her singing or not because i know sometimes they'll get actors yeah bad choice somebody else should have sang it and she should have lip sang it and then i would have been like better with it i'm sorry like i'm trying i'm trying not to be rude about it but the actual singing itself was just not good singing I ain't a big and singing expert, so I can't get all. Dirty I'm not a singing expert either, but it's like, it was just not good singing, especially the type of music that she was singing. Like she is a good singer. Let me just say that she mm. is a good singer. But for the character that she was supposed to be playing, like they could have outsourced the vocals to make her an even better singer, which would have made that music more powerful because then you could see, oh, she truly is an underdog because she's so good at singing, but she's not getting her moment. But for me, I felt like she wasn't that great of a singer. So she was kind of in her moment, like by doing those cheaper roles and like not as being as successful. I was like, I didn't feel like, oh, she's so magnificent. She should be in a better position. I was like, oh, okay, well, it makes sense because she's not the best singer in the world. But she didn't fully win at the e end either. She did. That, she had her own show. But still in Reno, and that's what the dude was making fun of her. For. But still, that's was like, oh, yeah, you're just going to be a fucking closing act in Reno. Yeah, but still, that's, that's still a big was. deal for her exactly. in comparison to what right. she was doing. Yeah, I agree. But I'm just saying, She's like, happy in the end. She's but... a friend now, too. Anyway. Yeah, until he wanders off and he can't remember <laughs> where. <laughs> yeah. Grandpa, get out of traffic. <laughs> I didn't mind because I felt like the mainly the music was like, they used it like the title cards. I felt the music was almost hitting on each chapter of like, oh, it's like the crescendo of the storyline. It kind of felt like each time. Uh, so speaking of that panda, I want to ask right quick because you usually see that shit. Is how, many, how many title cards did we have? Was it six or five? So there's four lead characters, um, plus the cult, which I forget what they call, plus the bellboy, and then Reno. I'm pretty sure there's seven. So six for the story, seven for the end, which is cool. All right, cool. All right. I was just very curious. And again, those came off as chapters, right? Yeah. Going back to the book thing and leaving things open to your imagination. Mm -hmm. a lot of times with the book i i'm fascinated by this like um whenever i find a movie and it's like this is a brand new story that was written in 2020 or 2018 like it's it's amazing and like to me and it's a tribute to that era and that's why the music i love it yeah. yeah, both the soundtrack and her singing. And again, yeah. she's practicing. You got to remember for most of the movie, we do get a little bit of her in the studio and at the end. But so I'll take your complaints. I'm just going to say like the acapella she's singing is very cringy for me. It was just to me, it just felt very cringy. I'm sorry. So you'd rather full musical you want? Jeff if she's going to be singing like I would have just if it was going to be acapella, <laughs> yeah, it could have been better. Really. And because there <laughs> Anyway, let's move on. No, I was following. No. I respect your no. opinion. Like, uh, it's okay. Because uh, you guys are going to keep saying how good it was, and it wasn't that? good. So like, what, what you guys... There's... The singing was not good. Like, you guys can like it, that's fine, but it was not good. So I don't know shit about singing. Is it out of pitch? Was it out of pitch? It just felt very, like, like amateur. It just felt super amateur. Which, I guess that's the point. Like, she was supposed to be an amateur singer. But it's just, like, for me, I was like, one, I have to actually watch this movie. And the singing is amateur and horrible. 
it's like if that's what you were trying to portray like you're just making a part of the movie that's like ugh I can't even like I had to mute it every time she was singing I guess I'm having imposter syndrome about whether well, or she, not she I really know singers are good singer she's a what? Okay, she's a professional singer well that's very sad because they did her dirty then they did her dirty then because whoever edited her vocals or whatever did her dirty so all right fair enough fair enough (laughs) um okay let's say this hotel uh motel whatever um motel did not have the creepy back rooms uh would you stay here at this motel and is there anything that you'd like to experience that you saw in the movie? Like, let's say you are in the 60s and you're accepted, Raza. Yeah. Let's first cross that. But let's say, you know, legally you can gamble in Nevada and can't drink, but then you yeah. can drink in California and not gamble. You have yeah. the option to stay at this hotel. Is there anything specific that you'd want to try out or enjoy? You know, you got the the honeymoon suite jacuzzi. You got uh, the the jukebox. You got the choosing of foods and trying not mm-hmm. to, you know, grab some tuna. It might be bad or something. Right, right. Um, I just you know get toasty with the uh, the the bellhop. It's the seventies. I'm brown. I'm coming from Pakistan. I'm all alone in this new, in this new land. So the first thing I'm gonna do is chase that dragon, right, guys? And you have an English that. accent in this scenario. <laughs> all right. No. I'm a well-educated cliche, Pakistani cliche. man. I go yeah. to the hotel. I, I meet up with this bellhop. I say, "Yo, bro. I mean, hey, hey, Mister." Is that how they talk to them? And I don't know how they fucking. Hey, oh, hey, <laughs> something white is happening. No, I'm kidding. Uh, hey there, fella. Hey, yeah. Hey there, uh, big hey, fella. Hey, you want to go to the ballpark hey, and hey, uh, <laughs> you got to do the quick oh, and fast. Somebody help me. And then the Please. back and do some smack. <laughs> That's what I would probably Jeez. say. Listen here, doll. Updates? Oh, yeah. my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Listen here, crispy thing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here. Here, here, here. Oh my god. Dude. I've had enough. You want free whiskey and bowler hats? Okay. Come on, the dog yeah, sunrise. Oh boy. Movie what madness. Cody is laughing way too much. No. I don't know. Cody, you're not ready. Thing? You're not ready. Yeah. Try take another round. Okay, You're not whatever. ready. It's, it's, it, I think it's time. We're gonna go to the ads. We're going ads. We're going ads. That was a good bit. We're going yeah, ads. This episode is released in a whole bunch of different formats. Not only do we have our edited version here on YouTube, we also have an audio version one on Spotify and all the podcast platforms near you. If you happen to be one of those people listening to the audio only version, don't forget that you can tune in live as we record these things a little bit more personable when you can interact with us and then you can always come back at the end of the week when we drop the edited version and contrast how it came out either way we know we got a decent live crew starting we got our uh, our community going and bruh we on the ups we on the ups and thank you for the for you for you to you to the people to the internets to the, the the webcam that i'm talking to wouldn't be here without you thank you guys we back. We're With back to it. everybody. 
<laughs> what? I'm sorry. The whole show. That's what my. Po- that's what wine mom he, he brings. He positives for us, and then. Yeah, because you. you guys need it the most. That's why. <laughs> sorry to tell you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, oh, my. Now that my wow, confidence okay. has been undermined, I would like to. Uh, I'll, I'll go out with mine most blatantly then, because I come out first. We do buy it, rent it, or skip it. If you're listening to the audio version of this, this is what we do every week for the film to decide what we think you should do, and I will put rented as my answer. I'd say, I'll probably forget about this movie, honestly. Like, I understand that it's very crisp and well-rounded and should be shown in movie classes. It's just, it didn't stick in my mind. It felt like a twist fest. So I would say rented and definitely worth the watch, but it's not in my, like, add to the library, personally. Cringe. Oh my god! Uh, buy it, buy it. Uh, it. It's one of those type of movies you, you can go, you watch it once, and then wait a couple months or a year or whatever, and go back into it. You you'll get something new every time because it feels like a fresh type of movie. Even though you you know the ending, it just it feels like a proper movie every time you watch it because it it's 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 the delivery. I agree, and the smaller details uh, are, like, what you forget about. Like, you may know the outcome of this movie, but if you wait a few months or a year or two years, you go in kind of fresh. Even if you know where it's going to end up, you don't know how it's going to unfold. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's something new every time. That's... Right. Hmm. Wine Mom? Hmm. Um... I say buy it, too. I don't want to say skip it because it's not a skip, but I also don't want to say rent it because it's not rentable. I would it like well, it's on Disney Plus. If I could, true. that's what I was gonna say. If I could, I would say like Netflix and chill it because you're not really gonna pay that much attention when you're doing that. So Wait, that's did that's you my pay attention during. This no, movie? I paid. I paid attention. Okay. <laughs> okay. I keep dropping this fucking ball. No, I paid attention. I'm just saying, like, it's a good Netflix and chill. Cody, your bits are so bad today. I don't know what's wrong with you. You told me yourself that you were on TikTok. Yeah, I was on TikTok. Well, not the entire movie, but periodically. Hey, give it back. And and listen, from my point of view, see it if you have the opportunity or if you're going out of your way to see it. Um, Buy it if you enjoy it. Because we support physical media in this house. Yes. Yeah. And become a hoarder like me. And yeah. have movies all over your house. And you can't sleep anywhere because movies. That's where you got to stream them. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So with that, guys, we've got our important weekly question that we have to let the audience oh. know about. Right? Wine Mom? Line mom, I've got this important question that I need to throw at Raza. Was Bo Burnham in this movie? I, you saw him in the reflection as a ghost in one of the like the two-way mirrors. The first time you see him is in the corner when John Hamm is looking at Darlene singing. Presses his, his Honestly? And you see, about- you see a little... Sc- a little pale white boy come out of the, the <laughs> corner. 
Anyway, and if ever there was a very, bit that should be killed. He says kind of cringe stuff, but then he he leaves, and then that's the last you you you, you hear of it. Plot yeah. twist: Bo Burnham played the daughter of John Hamm on the phone. On the phone. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. My, my goofy Tom one Cruise was, like, was at the cult meeting. Tom Cruise was the one on the tape, bro. That's the, the story. No, he was the one. I'm gonna throw this ball at you. Hiding boots in the bonfire scene. Anyways, let's get the freak out of that. All right, that's okay. So we'll wrap it up for this episode. If you are listening to the audio version of this show, what we do is we record it live. So if you want, you can hang out with us after and give your opinions live, and we'll interact with you. Otherwise, tune into this weekly. It drops every two weeks. We've got our podcast on the same feed, which would have dropped today as well. On top of that, me and Raza are here on this channel for all of March. Making content almost every day, unless, you know, life gets in the way. Look at that rhyme. Now, Raza, I, I gave most of them, but where the, can they find us on social media? Uh, they can find us on Spotify, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok, which is apparently not having a good time in America um, um, right, uh, right now. And on, uh, on Facebook and on YouTube. So look out for uh, us there. Dropping content every single day this month, and it's not exhausting uh, at all. No, no, not at all. So, Panda, Panda, we also know you're getting into creative projects. Is there anything you would like to shout out as we're headed out? Um, I'm gonna try and stream soon, so you can look up my Twitch handle, which is Love Fail Panda, and in my description, I have my link tree. You can find me everywhere else through that and yeah hopefully i'll be live soon doing some artsy things opening pokemon cards and such fuck yeah i'm with it i'm with it let's get those loot boxes those open them rare packs get them good pulls as they say all right mom do you have anything to promote other than your new virtual like do you have new nfts you may have created i heard you've got a crypto wallet today is there anything is there new, new about your digital that's, existence that's dropping actually oh, mom coin what I was going to say is yeah, everyone the... should watch the episode that's dropping. Like the last episode we yeah. did live that when What do you mean? The last episode that we oh, just the did. Last movie the last club. no, not the last movie club, the last traditional episode oh, the normal, we did. Oh, the same different Yeah, day, like podcast, last yes. week's podcast was really good and people should watch it. We talked about some pretty good stuff in there and I think like What do we if talk you about want again? to I forgot. We talked about a lot of different stuff, life life stuff. Yeah, and how to oh, stay motivated okay. <laughs> and blah, blah, I'm blah. just saying, it was a really, really good episode, and it was my first, like, actual episode back that was not, like, a movie club thing. It was my first time actually back, and it was a really no. good episode. So, you finally if got you, if, if, back. Well, because was... what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, if you're new, and this is the first time you are seeing me, because I haven't been here in I don't even know how long, then if you want to get an idea of what I'm like on the show, it's a better idea than this. Yes. I'm just saying. Yes. Because here I'm being mean. There I'm less mean. And then hopefully <laughs> I mean, in all, all instances, <laughs> in all instances, you now get to live in the virtual reality with her. Yeah, also this yeah. Is thing now, apparently. And she secretly likes it. The thing is, she secretly likes it. I, I see her listen, giggling when she looks at it. I'm looking at it because it's something to, to look at, but I just like that, that like, because Cody pointed out, does the Kubrick stare, which is like, how baller is that?